Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to The Journey this week. My name's Jude Hennessy, and I love bringing you this show with a bunch of people from the Catholic world, with this show going out in a whole lot of different mediums throughout many, many radio stations across the country. G'day to all of our partnering radio stations, to all of those who listen in via various podcast platforms and those who get it as a, as a weekly email as well. So glad you've been able to join us, and I really hope this show uh, speaks to you, speaks to your life, and fills your tank this week. Certainly got some great people on the show from you. You're going to be hearing from the likes of Byron and Francine Parola. They want to talk about uh, time as currency. Great to be hearing from a wonderful bloke, good mate of mine, and has just done incredible work over so many years now, particularly through the Men Alive movement. So we're going to be hearing from Rob Falzon. We, uh, we got to speak to him at one of his Raising Father evenings that he held recently in Sydney and Wollongong. We were lucky to get him for one of those nights as well speaking to to dads about their important role in not only being fathers but in raising fathers raising sons who are going to be good fathers great to have father tony percy on the show his new segment only been around for a couple of months the word is absolutely getting lapped up by people such good content such dense material he says a lot in a short space of time and uh, he's going to talk about community discourse Mother Hilda Scott is with us, of course, each and every week. She's talking about the beauty of a sunrise and the fact that there's always a little bit of a temperature drop just before the sun does rise. But to kick us off, right at the top of the show, Father Mike Delaney. We love Father Mike, and this week he's going to break open the gospel for us, which this week, the 23rd Sunday of Ordinary Time, is from Matthew 18, verses 15 to 29. If your brother listens to you, you've won back to your, your brother. That's the, that's the key line and phrase in this gospel. And Father Mike is going to talk about how we respond to issues that arise within relationships, that arise within communities, and the fact that we do need to address them. We can't just let things ride if we're going to be authentic and loving and really building the kingdom of God. So lots and lots to get through, as you, uh, as you can hear just from that little introduction number of things to talk about too with some really important events coming up around the country that people might like to get involved in. Some great music on the show too after we hear from Father Mike in this first part of the show. We'll hear from Natalie Grant and Corey Ashby. You will be found. Lots and lots to get through. Let's jump into it. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and so glad you joined us this week on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, If your brother does something wrong, go and have it out with him alone, between your two selves. If he listens to you, you have won back your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you. The evidence of two or three witnesses is required to sustain any charge. But if he refuses to listen to these, report it to the community. And if he refuses to listen to the community, treat him like a pagan or a tax collector. I tell you solemnly, whatever you bind on earth shall be considered bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be considered loosed in heaven. I tell you solemnly once again, if two of you on earth agree to ask anything at all, it will be granted to you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three meet in my name, I shall be there with them. 
The Gospel of the Lord. The Gospel Reflection with Father Mike Delaney. Over the next few weeks, I'll be offering reflections on the Sunday Gospels in a message series I've called, At What Cost? It's a theme that was set up for us by last weekend's Gospel reading from St. Matthew. There, we heard Jesus telling his disciples he was destined to go to Jerusalem and suffer grievously at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes, to be put to death and to be raised up on the third day. Peter immediately challenged him and said, This must not happen to you. But Jesus responds, Get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle in my path, because the way you think is not God's way, but man's. Between last week's reading and today's passage, there is over a chapter and a half of the Gospel, including a second prophecy about the passion and death of Jesus. However, here is not the time or place to dwell on what might have been said about these passages. I'd like to simply encourage everyone to take the time to read Scripture each day, so that we grow into a deeper relationship with our God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. But in our reading today, we're being reminded that one of the challenges we can face in our living out the gospel is how to respond to issues that arise within the community, or how we might respond when we're being challenged by members of our community. The gospel reading tells us how Jesus instructed his disciples to correct the faults and failings amongst members of the community, and effectively how we are to act in our day. But I wonder, as we heard these words, whether you would or could do what is being asked of us. I suspect that many of us find the thought of challenging one of our family or a member of our community about their faith and practice daunting and something we would avoid. I know that I do. And I also know it causes me some considerable anxiety and stress, even thinking about it. I know there have been times when I've been challenged by a person or a group of people about something I've said or done. Some of those times have been valid and I've had to stop and completely rethink what I'm about. Others have been questionable because they've been based on the other person's mistaken belief that they are in the right. On those occasions it's important that I don't take a superior attitude in proving that I'm right And perhaps this might be one of our biggest takeaways from today. We need to reflect on what is happening before we act in order that we're actually faithfully fulfilling the call of being a disciple. It's not my belief or position that I need to defend, but it's the gospel and it's the teaching of the church that must be defended. And that's where the final part of today's reading has an important message for us. Jesus tells us that prayer is an important part of our journey. It's important as daughters and sons of God. Going to God in prayer with others before we tackle serious issues is an important, in fact, it should be an integral step if we are to address the challenge of correcting faults and failings in one another. Anything less is unchristian. And so for the good of the church, the community, it's essential that we live generously and graciously towards others the way God lives towards us. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Have you ever felt like nobody was there? Have you ever felt forgotten in the middle of nowhere?
Have you ever felt like you could disappear? Like you could fall and no one would hear? So let that lonely feeling wash away. Maybe there's a reason to believe you'll be okay. Cause when you don't feel strong enough to stand, but you can reach, reach out your hand. And oh, someone will come running. When you need a friend to carry you And when you're broken on the ground You will be found To let the sun come streaming in Cause you'll reach up and you'll rise again Let your head look around And you will be found It's a place where we don't have to feel unknown And every time you call out You're a little less alone And oh, and if you only say the word From across the silence Your voice is heard And oh, even when the dark comes crashing through to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. We get up very early at our monastery. It's always dark. I get up a tad earlier and so I'm in the church by myself for a little bit. In winter, I've got two shawls that I wrap around myself. I've noticed something. It doesn't matter what season it is, at some point it gets quite cold, the temperature drops. It doesn't necessarily stay that way, but its entry into the church is undeniable. 
when that happens, I know that beyond the tree line and over the ocean, the sun is rising. I can't see it, but we're in the church for a little while, and within 15 minutes or so, I can see the sky has a lightened hue. The sun has indeed risen, and I knew it by the sudden coldness. I think that might be how it works with you and I. Things perhaps are hard. We struggle along with a particular issue and it gets worse, gets cold. And it is at that point that we so often lose heart. We're thinking nothing will ever be right again. And yet the truth is, the sun has just risen. We can't see it. Things so often need to simply run their allotted course. So the next time things are getting cold... The next time things feel as though they've suddenly got cold for you, be of good cheer. It's only God telling you that he's there, that he's moving, that things are getting better. There used to be a beautiful song sung by an Irish tenor a million years ago, Val Doonigan. The song was called The Elusive Butterfly of Love. Part of the lyrics went like this. Don't be concerned, it will not harm you. It's only me pursuing something you're not sure of. And in my dreams with tales of wonder, I chase the vast elusive butterfly of love. When next things go cold for you, don't worry. God just landed on your heart. Sunrise has come. Well, I hope you enjoyed that from Mother Hilda Scott and in her reflections on the sunrise and that little chill that happens just before the sunrise, a reminder to us that, uh, that God's always there, especially when things feel like they've run a little bit cold for you. God is moving and things are about to get better. I just want to draw people's attention to a, a wonderful opportunity that's coming up from the 20th to the 22nd of October. It's going to be at Cataract Scout Camp. It's a Growing Good Men Father and Teenage Son Weekend Experience. It's limited to just 25 fathers with their sons from the ages of 12 to 16 years. And it's going to be run by the guys from Men Alive. We'll be hearing from Rob Fowlson a little bit later in the show. But this is a, a wonderful, transformative weekend, giving dads and lads the tools they, know they need to be able to journey with each other into and through manhood just uh, i've seen such incredible things happen in in the relationships of between fathers and sons i've only got daughters but i tell you what it's just a privilege to be part of this weekend and and the young men that are, are experiencing that i tell you they are set up because of the events of this weekend to to be the the men they're destined to be with the support of their dads with great confidence and with great understanding of what they're called to and what they're capable of Really encourage you to be part of it if, you, if you'd like to be or if you'd know someone who you think would benefit from that weekend. Just type Growing Good Men into your search engine and you'll see the weekends that are available. Certainly what we're, we're running here south of Sydney, there's, there's ones I think that are also available in Victoria and Queensland. Well, I know that there are. So they're in a few different locations. Check it out. But we would certainly love to see you and I'd love to see you. I'll be, I'll be there doing some of the talks and doing plenty of the cooking up there at the Growing Good Men weekend at Cataract Scout Camp, 20th to the 22nd of October. bit more music for you now. It's Toby Mack and Zach Williams. The song's called Cornerstone. We're also going to have some Planet Shakers after the break and then the wonderful Father Tony Percy. He's from the Archdiocese of Canberra-Goulburn. 
We spoke to him a few months ago when he was leading the charge and continues to lead the charge in defence of what has happened with the takeover of the Catholic Hospital, Calvary Hospital in Canberra, which is uh, now proceeding towards a federal Senate inquiry. We look forward to hearing about how that unfolds, but much, much concern remains about how that occurred and what it might mean for the future in other jurisdictions for any churches if they can have their the lands and properties compulsorily acquired. Anyway, this week, Father Tony, in his segment, The Word, is going to talk about community discourse, overcoming conflicts in communities in particular in churches. And it's all to come. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. I'm so glad you've joined us on the journey. Yeah, looking out my window, feeling the crescendo, sunset on a quiet sea. Sitting with the ones that I'll forever love We're waiting on a flash of green And even when the nights got cold You have always held me close You're the only rock that I could ever stand on You're the only one for me The sun goes up, the sun comes down This whole world keeps spinning round I'm here traveling down this long and winding road Seasons come Take me high, then leave me low But I'm still standing on the only rock I know You're my cornerstone
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Here's Father Tony Percy with his weekly reflection. It's the 23rd Sunday of the year. Again, the gospel is from Matthew. This time, the gospel is from chapter 18, which is the fourth 
great discourse, teaching discourse in Matthew. So there are five great teaching discourses in Matthew. You'll be very familiar with the first, the Sermon on the Mount, chapters 5 to 7. Then we have the great missionary discourse. Jesus sends out his apostles and gives them very specific instructions about how to, to go out, including going out two by two, very important point. Third, we have the great parabolic discourse, that is Matthew puts together in chapter 13 uh, a whole lot of parables. It's a wonderful section of the gospel. And then today we come to this marvellous community discourse, community teaching about how to live as a Christian community. And then finally, uh, there is the eschatological, the end times as a great discourse that Matthew puts together. It's a real feature of his gospel. And as I say, today is the 18th uh, chapter of Matthew, and it's the great discourse on how to live as a community. So you would be familiar with uh, the Benedictines. They have a rule of life and the Dominicans and the Franciscans and all these different religious orders and groups, they all develop a rule of life. Well, guess what? The first rule, Christian community rule, exists in the Gospel of Matthew. It's chapter 18. So just imagine, if you can, an ark, an ark that goes like that. At the bottom, either side, you have one, conversion unlimited on the other side as the other foundation stone is forgiveness unlimited and then up the top of the ark the keystone the keystone is this idea of the shepherd the shepherd goes out looking for the lost sheep in a community life it's a very wonderful way that matthew puts this together it's symmetrical and it's a technique that they used in the early community or early writings at least and matthew adopts it so what we have today is a very, very interesting uh, discussion about what happens in a community, a believing community of Christians, when things go wrong, when someone is going off track. So Matthew says, well, you go one on one. Someone says, I will go and see this person and try and help them to see that, in fact, they're starting to deviate from what it is to be a Christian. I suppose you could take any one of the commandments, a breaking, a radical breaking of the commandments or a person's failure to live uh, parts of the Beatitudes, those beautiful Beatitudes, which are in Matthew, the eight Beatitudes. If the one-on-one doesn't work, then Matthew says, well, then two or three go to the person and try and help them to see that they've got to change their behaviour. Because the issue is, If people are going to live together and profess that they believe in Christ and they have a community rule, then we have to try and live that. Otherwise, the consequences can be dire. If people start to infect, if I can use that word, infect the community with their poor behaviour, then that community is going to be under tremendous stress and it won't be able to reach out to others. And furthermore, people won't be attracted to its way of life, the way of life. So that's the way to read this particular gospel this week, which at first sight can be quite challenging. It finishes beautifully where it says, where two or three gather in my name, there I am present. So this is a call to profound prayer and spirituality in our communities. That's what we need in this age of great secularization, people trying to push God out of the public square. We need people to simply come together and pray together and ask God to direct their way of life. Well, thanks so much to Father Tony Percy there. The Word is his segment. 
And the piece that he had this week, he called Community Discords. He too is breaking open the gospel, the fourth great teaching discourse of Jesus we find in Matthew. With today, we're finding about how to live as a Christian community. Now, set at the start of the show, there's some uh, some really good things that are coming up all around the all around the joint. Really, lots of great formation opportunities. Next weekend, which is the uh, the 16th of September, there's a, a great Men's Day being held in the Archdiocese of Sydney. It's going to be held in St Mary's Cathedral from 8 o'clock in the morning till about 5 o'clock in the afternoon, being run by the guys from Maximus. It's going to be a day of prayer, talks from some amazing pastors. Danny Abdullah is going to be there. I had the great privilege of traveling to Rome with Danny last year where he told his story of he and Layla and the, the loss that they incurred with that terrible, terrible event close to their home where their children were killed by a speeding driver who was under the influence of drugs and they're, they're moved to forgive and their establishment of the I Forgive Day. Well, Danny's going to be there talking about the power of forgiveness Lots of other speakers too, opportunities for prayer, for meals together, and just be encouraged by other really good men. Just in your search engine, look for Archdiocese of Sydney Men's Conference and you can sign up for that. They're going to fill the joint, and I hope they do. We really need men firing on all cylinders for the kingdom of God. Coming up after the break, we're going to hear from Dr. Byron Francine Parola. They're going to talk to us about the currency of time. First up, here's some more music from Wes King in the song, I Believe. It was uh, Christian Music's biggest song about 30 years ago. It's a great track, bit of a bit of a flashback. Many of you will know it. Faith, Hope, Love and Life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you're on the show. Yeah, yeah. 
Here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving, tips for vibrant marriages and family life. There's an old adage in the world of parenting advice, kids spell love as T-I-M-E. And today we're talking about time and its importance in relationships. Kids don't need things nearly as much as they need a parent's attention and availability. It's a classic mistake that we all make too often. We give them stuff we've bought instead of the thing they need most from us, our interest and investment in them. Or we do things for them instead of with them. Like we lock them out of the garage while we assemble a new bicycle or shoo them out of the kitchen while we bake a masterpiece for their birthday. We tell ourselves that these activities show how much we love them, but truth is nothing counts as much as simple time spent with them. What's true in parenting is also true in marriage. Our relationships thrive when we give them our time and attention. When we reflect over our more than 30 years together, the periods which stand out as our highlights are also the periods when we were spending the most time together. For example, our relationship flourished in our first six months of dating, despite living in different cities, because we spent so much time writing love letters, working casual jobs to pay for phone calls, and planning for the briefest moments when we were together. Yes, these were the long old days before emails, long-distance phone calls were metered, and thus brief. Another highlight was a decade ago when we took a three-month sabbatical and lived in a village in Italy. Without the demands of work or the distractions of extended family and social networks, we had heaps of time together. Although we were visiting museums and doing things with the kids, we were doing it together and our relationship naturally flourished. Conversely, the darkest times in our marriage are associated with our relationship being time-starved. Like when we had big projects happening at work or my client load took me out of town frequently. In these periods, our relationship stagnated and we grew distant from each other. We became critical and nitpicky and wholly less pleasant to be with. In our busy world, stressors like this are an unavoidable reality for most of us. And though we know our relationship should take priority, there always seems to be something more urgent that needs our attention. The reality is it really just comes down to our priorities. If something is important to us, we make time for it and we can do the same with our relationships. To learn more about healthier ways to relate, find us at smartloving.org. Well, thanks so much to Dr. Byron Francine Parola there. Remind us that kids spell love as T-I-M-E. And as they said, what's true in parenting is also true in marriage. We've got to make that time for each other. You know what your priorities are by where you spend your time and to a certain extent as well where you spend your money, where you spend your resources, where you pour your energy. So thanks to Dr. Byron Francine Parola there. Smart Loving is their segment and they've got some incredible resources if you go online, particularly resources for marriage enrichment for engaged couples in marriage preparation, and they're being used right around the world. Incredible stuff. A bit more music now. We're going to hear from the Porter's Gate. Old song, The Breastplate of St. Patrick. Porter's Gate is an ecumenical group of Christian performers who come together. They sing some great stuff. And to round out the show, really pleased to be welcoming Robert Fowles on. Into the mix, we've got uh, Max Norton, who was able to get an interview with him last week. 
when we held uh, a Raising Fathers evening out at Campbelltown, south of Sydney. He ran another three nights that week in the suburbs of Sydney as well. He's going to talk about the book Raising Fathers that has multiple authors in it. I, I wrote a chapter in it and there's a whole bunch of other really good men and um, really competent men who contributed to their experience of fatherhood and what they've learned about fathering. And we're going to hear from Rob about the, the workshops that he's developed to complement that now. That's after the break. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. We're getting near the end. So glad you've joined us on the journey. When my work takes me places I don't want to go Christ before me My heart aches with sorrow as I hit the road Christ be with me When the care of my family takes all that I Christ within me I'm worn and exhausted Ashamed that I'm in Christ defend me I rise up today In a strength that is not on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness time again on the journey to talk about another men alive segment with me now i've got robert fells on robert's just been doing a talk in campbelltown at the night we're recording this on raising fathers so robert why another book on raising on fatherhood yeah one one would wonder why sometimes but um the um first book that we wrote, I wrote with Dr. Um, Peter O'Shea, is The Father Factor. and But um, most of the feedback from the people who, who read the book said, we really love the case studies. Could you um, do a book where uh, dads tell their story and do the narrative? And I thought, what a good idea. 
So I found 12 men around the country to tell their stories, and we called it Raising Fathers, and the subtitle is Fathering from the Frontline, because it is a battle. It is very difficult to do and do it properly. So Raising Fathers came out of the people who read The Father Factor and said, could you do something that's got more stories in it? So we wrote the book, and then people started reading the book, and they say, um, is there anything else? What, do you do any podcasts? Do you do any, um, you do any workshops? And I say, oh, well, no, but we could. So I began to write uh, workshops and uh, lots of dads coming this week. This week in New South Wales, including tonight, we'll have nearly 200 fathers coming to four, four events in, in New South Wales. So there's a need and there's a demand. And there's lots of questions about how to do this. And, and I'm not an expert about how to do it. I'm just an, and a person trying to go, here's some things that I've seen in my process. And, you know, the 10 tips that we handed out tonight, um, I put them in a, in a, in a, in, in a sort of a, a way that people could follow it using all the A's and then the definitions and um, then workshopping it by picking three and taking one home and telling, telling the wife I'm going to be, I'm going to improve myself in this particular one. So um, fa uh, Raising Fathers is, is a practical book that's storytelling and most dads will find something useful in it. Uh, my name is Arsalan. I'm from here, from Sydney, from Liverpool area. Great. And what was the, what's the takeaway from tonight's talk from Robert Felson? What's the thing that stands out to you the most? Look, articulate is something that I definitely have been working on with my wife on and probably with the kids um, and uh, looking forward to in, employ some of those um, tips that we got today and that, and that one too. Fantastic. And who am I talking to? Tony. Tony, what was your takeaway from tonight? I think it was uh, probably the first opportunity to really think about my father and what he, he did for us. Um, you, you know the story, but you don't know that much. Well, you haven't think, thought that much about the depth of it. So it was an opportunity to really celebrate him and, and what he did. And any uh, particular tip that you're taking away? I think probably affirmation. Um I probably could be a lot more affirming with my own children on purpose and deliberate. Jose, what um, stood out for you tonight in the Raising Fathers talk? I think the time to reflect and remember that we have a purpose and getting that glint back in the eye was probably the standout reflection for me tonight was that uh, there are times when life gets too busy and we forget the purpose and that glint that gives us the glint in our eye. And I think for me, it's about, let me get that back. Noel, what stood out for you? Having a look at yourself, because uh, the reflection of what your father was to you and how you're reflected by your children. So it, it's, it's really looking within yourself and how you can be a better mirror to them. So yeah, that, that, that accountability and, and, and being there for them. Oh yeah, this is uh, Recto. For me, the takeaway tonight is essentially, you know, changing myself, essentially. That's the, because that's the best thing. That's, that's where it starts everything, right? And yeah, the talks is really good. My name is Andy and I'm from the parish of St. John's here in Campbelltown. The biggest one that I can, you know, um, take away tonight is that I really have to have the courage to be open and honest to my partner, to my wife, in talking about our relationship 
in the way we raise our children, have that courageous conversation of how we can nourish and really nurture our relationship as husband and wife. Because the kids are witnessing us and see that. Thanks. Thank you, Max.
Well, thanks so much to Robert Fowles on there. Great insights into the book and the workshops that have developed out of them called Raising Fathers. And by their fruits, you'll know them. Robert, for 20 years now with his team from Men Alive, have been doing incredible events for men. The Men Alive weekends, Men Alive to the Max, boot camps, online stuff, small groups that run right around the country for men, really transforming so many elements of Catholic life and Catholic church life, taking great advice from so many of our mates in, in other churches about the importance of this, and they're spot on, very needed for us. So I know we've got a lot of people from other denominations listening, and, and thank you for the great advice and support you've given to guys like Robert in developing powerful, impactful men's ministry for our church. Hope you enjoyed today's show. We've loved bringing it to you. Thank you to all of our presenters, to Father Mike Delaney at the top of the show. Great, of course, to have Mother Hilda Scott, Tony Percy. Father Tony's just an absolute champion. Dr. Byron and Francine Parola, of course. We will be doing it all again next week. Hope you're having a, a wonderful spring. Spring has sprung. Some beautiful weather where I live on the, on the south coast, well, a little bit south of Sydney. Water temperature's rising. I try and jump in the ocean every morning. It's gone from, ooh, a little bit over 15 to almost 18 degrees in the last week and a half or so. Might be the tides. I'm sure I'll go back down next week and be in for a shock. But the warmer weather is on its way, which is fantastic. I love this time of year. Hope this show has blessed you. We will be doing it all again next week. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you've been on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Darawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.